Chuck Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Hey, welcome, Carl. We're going to give the peaches a few minutes to rant about how awful today is. <laughs> Before we get into the stuff that I wanted to talk about. It's not even that awful. That's the thing. This is typical. This is a That's why I wanted to give you a chance to talk about it so you could remind Carl that a typical day is full of hardship and heartache and frustration. homeschooling and Grandpa John walked in in the middle of it and I just said to him, do you see? Do you see this? Do you see what I Do you pity me? How many times did I call Colin back to his table just since you've been here? Because I honestly don't know at what point... You were witness to it. Do you want me to pity you? Or do you want me to encourage you that you're doing the right thing and you know that this is hard and the reward is going to be later on? I just want you to to Should I pity you for a thing that you're going to be rewarded for? I want you to stand in witness of it and acknowledge that, yep, you're not crazy and that I also see the eight-year-old popping up out of his chair and running off oh, I do. I see that. <laughs> like I see that. Every 20 And I can seconds. see why that would be frustrating, too. How many times did I call Colin John Michael? Try to get him to do schoolwork that he knows how to do. That's yes. the thing. He's, he's struggling with this really simple concept that he's already mastered yes. forever ago. And it's like, it's, it's like he's never seen it before. Yep. Yeah. Because he just doesn't want to do it. And he keeps telling me that, too. He says, I don't want to do it. It's, it's not impossible. fun for me. And he gets in trouble when he says it's impossible. <laughs> he's correct when he says he doesn't want to do it. Well, he's also correct when he says it's impossible if he doesn't sit down and pick up a pencil. <laughs> it's impossible if he keeps it's, breaking his pencil. <laughs> it is It is impossible if you're not actually trying to finish it. Oh, Tabby and I talk about this all the time when our kids are working on a paper and they like put their pencil down to the paper to write something when it's obvious their brain is not engaged. Right, they're just going to write a thing down. It's like, here I go. My hand will take over from here. Yeah. And then they do something <laughs> stupid. Or they just, before you can even stop them, you've erased an incorrect answer and you're trying to go, okay, here we go. Let's figure this and out. And they're already writing they're another already wrong writing answer. They're another incorrect Just as thing. soon as you get it right. Yeah, I remember that from the days when you were in homeschool. <laughs> you didn't do it as much as your brother did. But your I brother would yeah. literally write underneath the eraser as I was writing his wrong answer erasing his wrong answer he would be replacing it with another equally wrong answer stop for a second (laughs) stop but it occurs to me every time this happens it always occurs to me there are idiots in the world who think we just need to throw more money at public education and then the teachers will be able (laughs) to handle this did you see the video that I sent you yes a little bit of it yes that was about daycare which is even younger well but that's what it's the same mentality it's the same mentality people need to be educated they say they need education so what we need is the government to spend trillions of dollars we need trillions of dollars billions of dollars worth of government funding so that there can be daycare provided so that these parents can go to work and and as this lady is unrolling all of this uh philosophy for us at, at no point does does she respond to the question because it's not asked. It's like, why? Why do the parents need to go to work? Right. 
what are they what what is ultimately the goal of right. putting your kids in daycare and both of you going to work so that what right so that what what is the family benefiting right and i'm just like yeah sheila you're a super generous person trying to take money from people who are not yourself and give it to other people because you think that their kids need an education who are who are not asking for it but you know there's not, a bunch of people no, who no. actually want to raise their no, own no. kids there are nobody wants to do this dad that's my whole point <laughs> my whole point is nobody wants to have to do this job okay all right they can't you're, pay anyone enough to are, do this you job. are intentionally misunderstanding what i said by no, want to no but the mothers don't know that this is how it is either there are lots of mothers who even in their like in their <laughs> fantasies they're like it would be kind of nice to be a stay-at-home mom if i could just i would love to have a baby home. because babies sleep all the time and they look cute in pictures no and they think that that if you have the right temperament and the right education yourself you will be able to get colin to do his math paper without leaving the table he's behind you by the way oh yeah i'm sure that he is he's out in the living room right now and i will address <laughs> that in a moment but there are people and there are people who think that that parent parenting a child is enjoyable no not even they think that it would be that it takes a certain degree, a certain education, and a certain skill set mm -hmm. to be able to get a kid to do it in a, a more simple fashion. They think if you've right, spent but, hours but calling that, him back, you must be doing something wrong. You're doing it wrong. Right, right. But uh, but by by extension, what that means is that the people who know how to do it and are good at it, it's it is not as hard for them, and it's right. more and it's more enjoyable. That they're that it's like. Like every day at home in a homeschool family, it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. Everybody is smiling, and there's maybe some whimsical little ha-ha funny things that are going on. Oops! But but all in all, it's pretty idyllic, and it's right, and it's it's fun. It's the same peaceful. misunderstanding that Colin has about his sister, who's coming in to ask me a question about, about banana, banana pancakes. pancakes. Mm -hmm. Hi, Cammy. What do you need? How much baking powder do you need? How much baking powder does the recipe call for? Mm -hmm. No, how much does your recipe ask you to put in? Uh, Tell Carl. I don't know. Well, you should go look. And there's a difference between baking powder and baking soda, Right, too. it's baking and powder. It's, and She's, it's an important distinction. She has used this recipe many times and does a great job with it, but I'm I'm throwing her a little bit of a curve. Because, because we're putting got, bananas in it. Yeah, we've got overripe bananas, and she's going to add those. And I said, you might want to add a little bit more baking powder to... to so that they puff yeah. up. So you accommodate otherwise for your... Otherwise, they're going to be flat pancakes. Right. They're going to be crepes. Right. How much does your recipe say? Two teaspoons. Two teaspoons? Two teaspoons. Uh, maybe add another, like, half a teaspoon to that. Like two and a half teaspoons. Yeah. Two and a half total. All right. So we'll see how this turns out. Oh, Silas is wearing his... <laughs> Silas is going to help. Silas is wearing his little apron, and it always makes me just... Turned to mush every time he's wearing that apron. I'm just like, so, uh, uh, the one so hand you've got, yeah, uh -huh. he is wearing his little I'm apron. Gonna mix, he yells. He's gonna mix. So, on one hand, you got uh, Colin who won't sit down and finish his schoolwork, but on the other hand, you got Silas wearing his apron, right? And so, there's a balance, right? There. Cammie gave him a shower last night, too. But that's what I was trying to say. Like, Colin knows that Cammie finished school already today, she has probably twice the amount he's of actual work that she need that he needs to do, like, you know workload wise hers is greater but she almost always finishes first right and it's because she sits down and does it 
And one of the things Colin whines, among many, many others, but one of the things he said is, it's just not as fun for me. And I said, it's not fun for her either. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard to not compare our lives to other people's lives and go, they've got it easier. No, no. They've got it better. He definitely should compare his life to hers in if he's willing to have her teach him her techniques. It, it's it is, but most of the time when we make comparisons, we do not accurately compare right. our lives to other people's lives. We right. think that they are they are born under a under a certain star that just makes everything better and more fun and yeah. they're more successful and they're happier and their kids are well adjusted and their and there was a spouse time is perfect. I had this same conversation with Cami on the regular when she was in first and second grade, Collins in second, and all of my kids have gone through it. And now I've got a kindergartner too who drives me up a wall because this is not too difficult like technically speaking and skill wise, right. but it's all character. <laughs> it's all, it's all about being tenacious well, and you... overcoming that, that resistance that our flesh gives us when it's like, Oh, it'd be so much more fun to go play video games. Like that's what they're struggling with. They're struggling with what feels still, good. Still you had an awesome father, which is, Oh, is that it? Helpful. Is that what it is? And that's not anything that you can take credit for. That's just my awesomeness. Mom you... was the one who always said, I don't care if you feel like it, do it anyway. Like she was the one who physically Didn't called I say that Tim too? back. You did, but she was the one who had to do the brunt of like calling my brother Tim that's back true. to the table over and over that's and true. over. And that's that is the thing that moms are better at than dads. Moms are they tend to be more consistent and they tend to have better memories than dads. Dads are uh the, the problem for dads is that they say a thing to the kids and then they think that that's all they need to do is just say the thing one time and then they can oh, walk away. More and more moms think that's the case and too. And mothers know better. And they think if they're not, if their kid doesn't immediately step into line, then they must be doing something wrong. And so now they need to send them off to public school where socialism where know, Sally. Where professionals can do it. Socialism Sally is going to collect all the money necessary to make this a success. Oh, and gosh. it's like, yeah. you cannot pay me enough to do this, Carl. <laughs> you know, one of the most crippling, debilitating beliefs that we can hold in our head is that there are experts yes. who have got credentials that make that make them better at doing something like school right. or make them better at doing something like saying the truth. Uh, yeah. I, the, uh, the people that I was talking to online who, who are wanting to uh, de-desertify, you know, who are, gonna, who are trying to reclaim the deserts. What? That ecologic, ecological or ecological uh, group that I troll every once in a while. Uh, they put a thing up there about how there are deserts in Africa, the giant deserts in Africa, and we need to reclaim those and turn them into forests for the betterment of mankind. And what? Uh, <laughs> you responded to one of the comments, so I thought you read the post. I read your comment. I didn't read the post, nor did I know that it was a desert yeah, related. Yeah, that's thing. what it was. It, they they were wanting to d. What's what's the word that they used? I can't remember. But anyway, they're 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 they like have watched. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and uh, and they've seen Dune and they honestly seem to believe that it's just a matter of building the right sort of machinery and you can turn a desert into a forest and <sighs> not doing that is immoral of course and socially uh, consciousless and so I just I said you know deserts are things that have existed for They're natural you know for all time yeah desert deserts are part of nature right 
is what I said. Right. And so you shouldn't be, you know, don't be talking about trying to wipe out the deserts because they they, they serve a purpose. That's humankind interrupting purpose. Mother Nature right. again. Right. But these are ecological people, you know, who are like, oh, we've got to get rid of the deserts. So I'm like, well, you can't because it's, it's a habitat for a lot of creatures. And it also serves a purpose on the planet. But they, this lady responds, she says, and your PhD in ecology and botany is from where? Yeah. Question mark. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so dumb. I, I saw the guy who asked, like, because you're on your page, you've been <laughs> posting all of your normal, like, devotional, you know, cultural mm-hmm. commentary for Christians and stuff like that. And somebody wrote... Um, it says that you're a comedian, but I don't see where you've got your credentials for theology and truth telling. <laughs> they were that asking. They're asking my credentials for for saying the truth. It wasn't saying the truth, was, but they wanted credentials for yes, literally credit for the truth. What like, what sort of verification? Uh, what, what sort of papers can you present us with that, that will allow okay. you to say true things? I'm going to pause a moment so I can put Colin back in his chair and get the exact quote. Okay, found it. I got it. Um, you post a lot of declarations about what is true and what isn't. However, I see you're ha- you have yourself listed as a comedian. Do you happen to have any credentials regarding the ability to certify truth? Do you have any credentials regarding the ability to certify truth? And it's good that he gave credentials examples. Credentials for truth certification. It's good he gave examples because I would have immediately been like, like what? And he said... Degree in theology and or biblical scholarship, for example. <laughs> so all you all you people with degrees in theology, you now have the ability to certify uh, truth. Certify truth, you can say. But that's it. That that is not that uncommon. There's a lot of people who think that there is an oracle, there's a PhD out there somewhere who who puts a stamp on things and there and yes this is things that are certified true certifiably true <laughs> this is cert- there is a truth certifier look we got this little raised foil sticker on it yeah it's it's a hundred percent true it says true on it you've got your hundred percent truth sticker <laughs> oh i love it so yeah that was a real person commenting a real comment that they thought was intelligent mm-hmm. because yeah people think that that you've got to have credentials to say true things but they always to bring this back around well why would you even say a th- thing like that it's like do you, clearly something is disturbing him in in what he read but he hasn't apparently even done the work to figure out what it is it's bugging him about what i said right because they don't think because nobody because their education which is the word that they always throw around <laughs> everybody needs educated everybody needs to get an education everybody it's, should be educated it's a human right and i agree and everybody should question everything education is important however you and your education has taught you how to get spoon-fed things from people with phds and um i'm trying to educate my son to be tenacious and to be hardworking and <laughs> that sound you hear is trick or treat candy being shaken in a plastic pumpkin. Purple plastic pumpkin. Well, I, I didn't purple say purple because I didn't think that that made any but difference. It's, peas. Yeah. it's alliterative. Purple plastic <laughs> purple plastic pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's necessary for you to say that. Um, but, but yes, this, uh, this concept of education is like, oh, yeah, everybody needs educated. And what, uh, what I mean is that the government needs to pay all of this money in order to, right. to insert things that I think are true into another person's mind. And it's like it's so much, it's so much harder than that to help a person become a good, Correct. thoughtful, 
person. And, and these people who were on, in this video, this lady who was talking in the video was was getting applause from you know a few people. But well, Ben the, Shapiro the idea, got most of the he applause. He got most of the applause, right? But it was a pretty it was a pretty uh, Shapiro friendly crowd, I think. But the thing is that there is there is this uh, sense of moral superiority from all of these people. It's like we want good things, and what what would be good education of children and education by the government would would elevate family. It's like none of this is going to work. None of none of what you're suggesting is going to work. Right. It's going to make it's going to make things worse. It totally than they are. overlooks the fact that most of the people in the United States currently in the workforce and currently in government, currently writing policies, they graduated from government schools. It's mm -hmm. not like, oh, we're taking these people literally off the streets in rags right. with no food and we're just gonna, we're gonna start using right. these social services. You got all services. these little urchins that are running around swinging from trees and living in holes in the ground and we're gonna set up these schools and we're gonna educate them. And it's like, yeah, that's, we're already educating We're already them. educating them and this is what it's, this is yeah. what it's doing. This and is it's what's producing happening. people like you who are right. saying, what we need is more government money. We need to start educating them sooner. Now we're not talking about just public school. We're talking about daycare. Yeah. We're talking about- we're talking Child care. Six week old babies. Yeah, ripping yeah. them out of their mothers or sending them sending them to some sort of a clean room somewhere so mom can go back to work and start earning money for what? So she can pay sixty percent taxes to fund the <laughs> child care mothers, that she's sending her children. Some of those to. mothers are rushing back to work where they work in a daycare, well, taking care of other the, people's kids. All the, the only the only reason that they that they want everybody to go back to work is the, in the government is so that they can collect more taxes, so that they can fund the machinery that they're using to control everybody. Right. So that's all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, what I said to you before we started recording, only love would compel me to continue doing this job. You know, trillions of government fiat dollars is not enough. It's not going to make Colin into a better person. No. The only thing that's that's moving me forward and the only teach reason anything I'm doing it is because of love and try and be motivated by Truth, by what I believe to be the truth. Not because I've got a PhD that tells me was, what's true. If I was to ask Colin... If you love him, what do you think his answer would be? <laughs> Probably. Well, the truth is, he's he's at least as an, an eight-year-old. He's, he's cognizant. He's of, at least a little bit willing to admit when he's being ridiculous. Like, he, well, he also knows that he also knows deep down, and he's not super emotional today. But he he knows deep down, and would probably admit that yes, mom has my best interest yes, in heart, he and she's not it. trying to just be mean to me. He doesn't have grown-up pride thrown on top of all right. of the other issues that we're working with. <laughs> right, yeah. She's not a uh, a witch. Oh, Cammy's leaving. She had a question, and, she, and she, <laughs> Cammy. She got tired of waiting. What did you ask, or what did you want to ask? I'll bet it's pancake related. Here, say it so that Carl can hear. I mixed the dry ingredients with the wet ingredients, and now I want to know if I had to add the, if the if I have to add the banana. Yes. You can add the banana into the The banana's going to have to be smushed up, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to have her use a hand mixer. Mm -hmm. So you do you know where the hand mixer is? No. Okay, we got to pause again so okay, I can well, go Okay, well, that'll get, be super fun. I got to go get the hand mixer. It's fun to smash up bananas with a hand mixer. Uh, the pancakes are, are now being cooked, Carl, so... All as well. You can relax, yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, and yeah, and don't worry about... Uh, what the experts say. You don't. We don't need a PhD from somebody to 
to consider whether or not what they're saying is true and worthwhile. Pretty much deserts have always been part of the planet. There have always been deserts as long as there has been Earth. And so somebody comes along and says, yeah, we're going to get rid of the deserts. We need to turn them into forests. That's not going to happen. And you can... And don't worry about showing them your credentials to say so. No, you can just say, yeah, that's not going to happen because God made the deserts and he likes them. And so they're going to be around Uh, for a long, long time. I just, it's just been one of those days. And so, (laughs) and and most days are like this too. That's my point. Like there, no amount of government money would have made this any better today. So you don't think so? No, it's just hard. What about $450,000? Like we're going to give the illegal aliens. I don't. I have not heard about that, about and that. I don't want to know about it. I there's a reason that I don't tune in for all of these news stories because I'm too busy actually changing the world to <laughs> to talk or brag about how many of other people's dollars I'm willing to how give many, to another person. How many Bible person. verses you've quoted at strangers to change their lives? Yeah, I I don't. Are I don't. Gonna, are we going to talk about that, or you skip that too? No, we're skipping that because okay. you want to talk about empathy. Empathy, I do want to. She talk broke about. the brains of every therapist on Facebook. I did, and that's this is the thing. I didn't even expect this to be that interesting to people. Every, every now and then, what I'm saying is, Carl, I don't have any idea what is going to be interesting to people. I write some stuff, and I say to myself, smugly, hey, this is a good article. A lot of people are going to be interested in this. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that it. That has always been my complaint and about you, I, by the way. And then I throw out this <laughs> thing about empaths because I can't think of anything else to write about, and it goes bananas. Ever since I w- you started blogging, I would tell you, <laughs> you've got to write about this. It's going to be crazy. It's very relevant. Everybody on social media is talking about it. And because you're not a social media consumer, you didn't believe me. You're like, no, no, no. I no, believe you. People won't care about this. And I like, believe you, but I don't know. Everybody is talking about this. I believe you, but I don't know what to write about it because I, I'm so uh, far out of the loop on what social media is t- saying that I'm not sure even how to respond. Right. You know, like the thing about ecology, like the fact that there are people actually talking about eliminating no, no, deserts. There's it's nobody like, talking. That's my whole point is that you yeah. think that people talking about eliminating deserts is on par with or on the same level as empaths. Empaths. It's like all of the women on social media and most of the people on Facebook are women. Think themselves to be empaths. Are, they're talking about empathy. They think it's the same as being an empath Mm -hmm. they don't know that it has roots in new age ideology (laughs) they don't know that all their favorite self-help gurus are new age quacks (laughs) and i've been talking about that for years and i've told you you know we should we should talk about this more Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, you know, we, we talk about we it sometimes. Have, I can learn. I listen to your sage advice. But you're always surprised. You are you have no idea what's going to go I viral. I can't help that. I cannot help that I'm surprised. It's I, I cannot help that the, that the human condition constantly surprises it's me. Funny I guess I'm just not quite as jaded as you are. It's funny because when you write a post... I can tell, ooh, this is a good one. And I'll look down and it's like, sure enough, he posted it 15 minutes ago. It's already got 10 shares and, yeah. you know, a few dozen <laughs> likes. I'm like, yep, this one's going to go one's crazy. Gonna go. Yeah. And it's, it depends on who's sharing it, too. If it's being shared by people who hate your guts, it's actually better Those for numbers. Those are the best ones. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that, that are the most satisfying. <laughs> 
<laughs> because when people agree with you, all they say is, I agree. Yeah, when they're well mad said. at you, they, well said, John. they bring new people to be mad at you to your yeah, page. We, we increase yeah. our traffic when, when we say things. And this week we triggered the empaths. I triggered the empaths. The quote that I saw was, never underestimate the power of an empath. We can see your game before you even play it. Yeah. We can see your game before you even play it. Uh, so and, here's what I said when I read that. Yeah. I said, yeah, this is like the common mantra, the, the battle cry of the people who feel like they've been traumatized, they're mm-hmm. suffering, they've had all of these really bad relationships. And you said, it's funny you should say that because uh, I found it in a group called... What, Spiritual s- Impact. No, no, no. No, before that, Suffering Warriors or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was the, the original post... The original uh, meme came from a place called was uh, Grief Warrior. Grief Warriors. Grief Warrior. Yeah. And you were like, "Isn't that funny?" Because it's so close to your name that you came up with, Grief Sage. Right. And I wasn't saying it like I was revealing something to you that you didn't know. You misunderstood why I pointed that out. I was I was pointing it out to you because I didn't know if you had seen the grief warrior link and i thought nope, I, hadn't. I thought that you would appreciate it i hadn't seen it and i didn't need to because i already know these people like the back of my hand i that's <laughs> right. why I, I wasn't again i wasn't trying to educate you i was <laughs> saying look peach this is what you've been talking about I, i'm a little bit offended that you would think that i wouldn't have been able to guess that <laughs> holy smokes you're a little sensitive today too they are they're so predictable. I mean, it's, and I gave you a few key words but, uh, that right, you, that you saw in your comment section after all I of said that them. that stuff is under the surface, though. When you, you uh, a lot of people don't, don't understand why we even need to call out the quote unquote empaths. There's a, there's a lot of church people who, who consider themselves to be empaths. There's a lot of church people who would go, oh yeah, well, empathy is a good thing. And right. if, you're, if you're an empath, then that is, a, that is a gift from God. Right, and you wrote that empathy is generally a good thing, but the it's way tool, it's being but... used now, it's like people are trying to identify as being these super empathetic person, persons. These well, people... That's what an empath is, depending on how it's defined. And the only people who who make mention of the fact that they are empaths are the people who define it like a superpower. Right. Like they've given, they've been given some, some extra sensory perception that enables them to feel other people's feelings, well, even though they don't know them themselves. Right. But it is important to mention what a few people in the comments mentioned, which is they don't necessarily see themselves as having a good superpower. They, they don't, not all of They're them burdened. see it as heroic. They think yeah. that it's a, it's this you know, hand they've been dealt by the cosmos and they're victims actually of their own superpower, right, if because, you will. Because they are just awash. One of them even said, if you can find that quote, one, uh, no, they're just, just awash right in, in their own emotional. <laughs> you just want to jump right into my favorite comment and let Carl know what the empaths are saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, somebody it, said it's a burden because everybody's emotions stick to you. Um, let's see. Oh, I don't think being an empath is a superpower. It sucks. I'm always told how sensitive I am and that it's always about me. I just have to walk away from a lot of it because it's so intense. I have to be selfish like that or I will break. Right. So that's one of them. Well, there's, there's a sort of a contradiction in that, in the idea that you can walk away from it. Somebody else said, uh, that we should just block 
these people talking about me. You should just block that negative energy. And I didn't bother responding. But if you're if you're an empath, the way you describe it, where all of these emotions just pile in, everybody else's emotions just wash over you and you're powerless to stop it, then you can't block it and you can't walk away from it. Well, uh, if you're this lady, you can always just take a shower. <laughs> You have to read the quote. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because Carl didn't hear the quote. <laughs> okay. Uh, John Branion, the Facebook warrior, rolls eyes. And rolls she, eyes. I don't agree with this John guy one bit. What no. he says is BS in my opinion. Yes. Empaths can absolutely get vibes before a word even comes out of a person's mouth. <laughs> I also wouldn't word being an empath as a superpower. I don't consider being an empath a superpower. It's hard. It's hard each day to feel everyone else's stuff. And that's in quotes. And not really knowing what's your own. And the only way to wash all that off is literally in the shower. <laughs> the water washes off everyone's stuff. It's hard being around people. I would like to ask what sort of soap. Is it a body wash that does that? Or do you need something with uh, with grit, like like lava? Does it does it's there need to be so some sort of hard. scrunchy? You're proving her point right now because you don't understand how she feels. I just want to know how to wash all that stuff off. Oh, the water is washing it off because it it's soft so water? hard to feel everyone's pain and suffering and their anxieties and their worries. Being an empath is a gift, but you feel so deeply, it just can't be put into words. So uh -huh. it's not her fault she said something dumb about the shower. That's just part of being right. an empath. Right, it's so deep that it can't be expressed right. in words. You got 150 comments or something like this. <laughs> and here's the part Here's the part where it actually matters to people like Carl. Like, why should I care about what these weirdos are saying? Uh, well, because it actually is cultic. Like, People are yeah. are internalizing cult mentality from right. a lot of them are bots. Well, and that's the reason I wrote about it was because where I got where I originally saw the post, there were some people, some quote unquote spiritual people who right. were responding favorably to it, and it's like, okay, I sh I should say something about this because I know that there are people who identify as Christian who are going to be loving this and liking this and amening this, and so it needs to be addressed. This lady says, unironically, I'm an empath. I am also a psychic crystal ball reader. <laughs> She's not kidding. I know. I use this I empathy in an amped way by being completely connected to the emotions of my clients. Not only can I validate, I can see a pathway out. I channel information looking into the out crystal ball. Out of the emotions? Ball. Yeah, no, completely connected to the emotions of whatever the client's suffering. She can help them find a way out of the suffering. Oh, okay. I channel information looking into the crystal ball before even meeting the person. So there's no cheating. I literally have the person's name and sit in the dark with two candles and a crystal ball. <laughs> My ability to empathize actually allows me to work if, with more precision. What if she had more candles? I don't what, know. what would happen if there was like six candles instead of two? I don't know. Wouldn't you be three times more empathetic? I don't know, but there are people now sharing articles from some <laughs> blog. There's bunches of them that claim scientific studies have been done to validate that this is true. Are we going to talk about our? Uh, are we going to talk about our therapist? Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's. That's what I'm talking about. This is the type of person who comes out of the woodwork to to repeat this stuff. Right. Um, this well, it was interesting that they that how many people threw the word therapist, counselor, uh, trained 
yeah. you know, professional or whatever, it and linked it to this this super weird sort of mystical yes. empathy. But it's it's like as if they were trying to sort of legitimize it. It's like, right. oh, I'm an actual therapist yes. who looks at crystal balls and lights candles. Yes. And it's this, like, okay, well, that doesn't, this is the that whole doesn't make reason your insanity any more It does valid. for people in America. Americans really Gosh. do accept insanity from people who claim they're therapists. <laughs> all right, well, so read the, read the thing that the well, I, therapist I want said. to specify that I know all of this from personal experience because I'm, I've been studying to get a certification in birth doula doing yeah which is like being a witch doctor it's like being a therapist for women who are in in labor doula just means voodoo that's all you're doing they teach you to be mindless in doula training like for example i know for sure that what they tell you to do is to support everything no matter what support the birthing person person not right. mother, because not the that, woman. that could offend somebody. Not the mother. Unless the she person. wants to be called a mother or right. a woman. But you have to ask to her. Just call them whatever they want to be called. Yes. Just speak into their reality, whatever Because that's they what want it you means to, to be a good therapist. Right. You, you let them control the dialogue. You <laughs> let them run the show. And you don't try to insert your opinions into the matter at all. And How so, many candles do you have to light when you're a doula? As many as the birthing person wants you to light. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's constant and they're not kidding they're telling all of their trainees first of all makes it funny pay us 600 bucks we'll give you a piece of paper that says that you completed the course and what the coursework is is you know 50 60 hours worth of repetition of this new age truth relative you know relative truth um gobbledygook it's all connected to spirituality and spirituality is in this culture a quote good thing i mean it's good to be spiritual now, quote unquote i know that there are going to be people out there probably not carl because carl's our listener and he understands carl perfectly knows what we're where trying we're to say from. but there will be people who are like oh you're talking in such generalities i studied being a birth doula with a christian program and uh-huh. so i or i got my counseling certification cert- certificate certification from the american academy of christian counselors or whatever american right. association of christian counselors aacc carl believe me when i say it's not much better. It's not really much it's better. It's not much this better. This goes back to what we were talking about before, where you, where you assigned this false uh, weight to what the, quote, experts and the trained right. professionals have to say. Right. It's like, well, I've, I've got a board. Look, I've got a certificate from some institution that you've never heard of before. So, so of course, what I'm saying is right. valid. Right. And Look, the types, here's my certificate. Here's this is this is the truth, but it's going to offend. The types of people who go in order to get a therapy license or a counseling degree are people who appeal to authority all the time. They are people who like the idea of having letters after their name because that's going to give them a trump card on social media. Well, right. Don't question me. I have a degree. Right. They paid good money so for it because they wanted the to it. get this kind of usage out of it. Right. I and have so, a degree, so be quiet. So here's what this lady said. <laughs> she says about your original post, you uh-huh. don't know what you're talking about, but since it doesn't seem to suit you, your innate arrogance tells you you're right. You are not. And you wrote... I love those kind of comments because it's so general. It's just a, it's just a belching of emotions. There's, right. there's no reference to anything I said. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, what? Like what? It was like a like a 800 word post. Yeah, on I'm, media. I'm always open to the possibility that I don't know what I'm talking about. But you're going to have to be a little more specific in that criticism because right. I don't know how to 
I don't know how to respond otherwise. So you told her, your feelings about me are incorrect. And everybody liked that <laughs> comment. Um, but at some point, uh, at some point, this guy says, I honestly don't want to offend you. However, for you to make the, make the above statement to... Uh, you display your own arrogance. I like the saying, truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. And that's an actual friend of yours who wrote that right. to this lady. And she said... Oh, to this lady, right. I, I thought that that was a comment that was directed at me. No, no, she wrote it to the lady, or he wrote it to this lady. Okay. And she responded, you don't offend me. This guy, meaning you... Meaning me. ...was suggested to me by one of my other Facebook friends as someone who tells the truth. But <laughs> as a longtime therapist myself who treats people who have narcissistic tendencies, as shown by his continual, continual gaslighting-type comments, I've heard enough. I appreciate your comment. <laughs> I don't hate him, meaning John. I dislike him and his open and continual arrogance. Uh -huh. Go back and witness how often he says things about not caring if he hurts people or disrespects others' comments and beliefs. Um, uh, actually, she is misrepresenting what I said. Right. And so this guy who's a friend I of yours. I never said I don't care if I hurt people. Right. I just said I don't care how people feel, and that's not the same thing. Well, this guy says... Uh, thanks for your patient response, which helped me understand your point of view. That said, I know John, and because of that, I better understand his perspective and his delivery. As a comedian, he uses satire coupled with a direct approach. He tires of those people who walk the fence on truth, important issues, and diluting the lines of truth. God bless and direct you in your line of work. It's kind of nice to have somebody standing up for me that I didn't even... Didn't know he was reading. You didn't even know he was following along. Yeah, but So nice. I said to him, just FYI... Susan bills herself as a hypnotist on her website. <laughs> it's right That's there on her profile. Thing. You have to click on it. You see that her website takes you to. Uh, right. It's right there at the top. Let's see. What's the Susan it, M. It's Sawyer. board certified. Sawyerhypnosis.com. Yeah. Board certified something or other kind of hypnotist. So but she didn't use the word hypnotist. No, she in said her therapist. Comment. And she that's what therapist. I said to your friend. I yeah. said, just FYI, Susan bills herself as a hypnotist on her website. We can only guess why she'd rather call herself a therapist in polite company. I'm letting you know, because I think it's important before asking God to bless a line of work to know exactly what that line of work is. Correct. And oh boy, was Susan upset. <laughs> That I went to her website and wasn't immediately <laughs> And you amazed. are not, you're not even going to pretend that you didn't know that she no. would be upset. No, I knew full well. Yeah. People don't like when the truth makes them look bad. Um, and she goes, wow, Amanda, obviously you didn't look very far on my website or you would have known that I've been helping and empowering people for nearly 40 years. So your comments are as shallow and harm inducing as your father's. He must be so proud that he spawned someone like yourself. Spawn, no need to respond. Spawn is such a great way to refer to you. No need to respond as I am signing myself off of this site again. Wow. Shun, unshun. You're awful. Reshun. Yeah, so that's the therapist who's going to teach you how to get control of your emotions. That's the therapist who's going to help you, yeah, dial in, find peace, uh, and pursue happiness. Yeah. But, and quit smoking. And but these are also the people trying to gain a following on social media using pretty memes and encouraging quotes. They love Henry Cloud. They love New Age Christians. Mm -hmm. They love they love big evangelicalism that's all about... They probably love every song coming out of... Uh, Hillsong and other, you know, churches, mega churches. Wow, you're just going to upset everybody in because this episode. Because it's general and feel good enough that Oprah right. would endorse it. It's not offensive to the pagans. Right, that's it. If, it. if it's a thing that you could get, if it's a thing that Oprah might say, then it's probably not a thing 
that Jesus would say. Okay, that's, I won't. I wouldn't go that far. I would not say if it's a thing that Oprah would say. I said probably. It's probably not something Jesus would say. What I would say is, if it's something Oprah would say, Jesus doesn't need you to say it. This is not the time or the culture in which all of your feel-good self-esteem crap is necessary because everybody, including the pagans, already believes it and repeats it over and over and over and over and over. And it's not helping. So in this time and space, what we need is for people to say things like, if you call yourself a therapist or you call yourself an empath, then why is your life not seeming to get any easier or better? Why are you talking about how you need a shower to cope with daily life, to wash people's emotions right. off of you? This is not right. working. Why do you set yourself up as a teacher now so that you can go in and rally other empaths around you and you can, got, you can go and be better together? You're not getting better. Well, that is where the term grief sage came right. from that you coined a while back. How long ago? These people, <laughs> several years ago. I have acknowledged that. How many times do you want me to say it? I just, I'm so glad when other people are able to see it for themselves. The same reason I'm like, hey, look, look at Colin doing that thing I was trying to describe for you, but it almost doesn't have the same impact unless you can, with your own eyeballs. See it, your see own it. eye holes. The same thing going on here where it's like, I've been talking about these people a long time, but isn't it interesting when you can witness it when yourself? you can actually see it and you can go, yeah, well, the grief sage is somebody who is, their life is falling apart. And so they say, hey, everybody, listen to me because I know about how lives fall apart. And I'm suffering. Like, right. As a suffering person, right. Why don't you be here's quiet? how you should support me. Here's how you can rally around me and lift me up and help me right. feel better. And it's I don't like, have a clue what I need. So here's how, here's what you should give me. Right. And yeah. it's like, dear suffering person, as a person who has suffered before, but is not currently suffering, I'm exactly who you should be listening to. Yes. Stop yelling at me and telling me to be quiet while you run off well, to stop, other Stop accusing you of being hateful and mean and hard-hearted and, right. and everything else while you continue to drag other people into your whirlpool of incoherence and they, they despair. They refuse to listen to anybody who's not currently wearing their shoes of anxiety and depression and suffering. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm going under. Come and let me take your hand and drag you down. Right, right. Because me. it feels good to commiserate with other suffering people, but what they're doing is they're they're killing each other. And I shared not one but two different articles I wrote in 2018 and 2017, respectively. And it was about how your therapists are killing you. Number one, the people you're trusting to tell you <laughs> what to do are actually harming you. Yeah. We haven't had that conversation since we joined the FLF network. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't talked about mental illness and Oh, haven't we? No. I've been talking about mental illness. I know. For so we do. Long. It, that's that's the problem we have, Carl, is that we've had these conversations so many times in the past that we forget when we're repeating ourselves. And we and this is directed at me, not the peaches. She already knows this, but I always feel bad repeating myself because I feel like there should be new content. But the important messages are the important messages and they bear repeating. They, they are worth repeating. And I actually, during the conversation yesterday, I said to dad, oh, I don't even have to really do anything other than copy and paste. Right, what because I've, we've been down this road before. I wrote several years ago. And so, um, so here I said, I shared an article called Dear Suffering One. Um, and it's all about how people, people with the disease pica, um, well, they have to eat weird things. They eat things they that are good for them. They like clay and laundry starch. Paint and chips. Gasoline. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's unhealthy. And we know that this is a thing that, that some people struggle with. But in 
suffering circles when it comes to people who are grieving for one reason or another, or they've suffered trauma. For some reason, they go to other people who are eating trash and they're mm -hmm. like, here, tell me what I should be doing. Right. And so people, people feed them more trash. People who suffer from the same thing. And that, that is a, it's a sort of foolishness that the, the Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about two blind people, you know, walking together and they both fall into a pit. And that's right. basically what's happening is you've got two people who are both equally blind, equally lost. They're suffering from the same condition and they're trying to help each other out rather right. than rather than looking to somebody who is uh, not currently going under right. like they are. And then I can't find the other article that I shared because I can't. I, there are so many comments that Facebook started organizing them helpfully, completely out of order. So you can't tell what order they were written. It's horrible. That's, it's annoying. Yeah. It's horrible. And somebody, I went back and forth for a long time with somebody who was like, this is why people leave the church and Christians, Christians are so unloving and all of yeah. this stuff. And I was like, nope, we're going to nip that in the bud right now because you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed to be in here talking about how Christians are always trying to tell other people how to live and how you have found freedom just being your own teacher. And yet you're going to stand in here yeah, as a grief sage. Flying back into my wall and yep. telling me that Christians are awful people. And it's like, well, then why don't you just go away and live your euphoric, idyllic life yeah. away from God? Right. But, but Why the, are you back here yelling at me? The thing that probably summed it up the best, and there's hundreds of comments on this thread, but... Actually, what? We, <laughs> Silas done. is here. It's done. It's done. The pancakes are done. Uh -huh. We're did, almost done, too. Did can you, you eat them? Can you eat some? You ate some? You ate some. All right, I'll be right there. Okay, your pancakes are ready. His pancakes are ready, and he is wearing his, He's his wearing little his apron. apron. Um, yeah, we have to wrap it up anyway. But I was going to say the comment that probably summed up all of the comments the best, and I have never heard anybody say it this clearly, but I appreciated it. She said, yes, I do feel things deeply, and I'm a better person for it. Oh, yeah. I feel deeply, that's, and I'm a better person for it. And I just said to that person. creed. I just said, no, feeling things does not make you a good person. No, it does not. That's because, not where your goodness resides. Well, feeling things is not something that you have any control over. Correct. That's like being like, I'm a person who gets hungry and I'm a good person I'm for a good it. For, I have deep hunger. Right. Well, I said on Sunday a week ago, I said, it's like when you cut yourself, it's like, I bleed a lot. A lot of blood comes and I out. I am a good I'm a good person. person. I sweat when I'm I hot. I sweat when I'm hot. I am, I am a good <laughs> sweaty person but it's significant two things it's significant how many of these comments were left by <laughs> by actual robots or like a big page that has a lot of followers but it it's posting like rehashed stuff that came from other pages uh -huh. that's important because this is an ideology this new age junk is an ideology that depends on repetition it depends on people just over and over and over again hearing things until they accept them until they accept that's it. what right. hypnotism is by the way that's what hypnotism that's, is and so all well, of it has a basis in that like they're trying intentionally to control your mind through brainwashing right. and, and repetition i agree with that and and how they get in how they get in is they is it sounds kind of it sounds kind of spiritual it sounds kind of jesus-y 
you know, even though they don't mention Jesus most of the time, but it sounds like the sort of thing that you might read in well, the Bible. How they and get so in. So people go, well, you know, this how sounds like in, it might be from just an obscure of book them. of the Bible. There's thousands of them. They get in because all of the women on social media only have to share it once, and suddenly it's in your newsfeed 200 time. times. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to to even read it intentionally. I mean, they, they thrive on subconscious internalization of... Supposed information. Yes. It's brainwashing. It's not, it's, it would actually be better if they were strategically inserting things into your brain by trying to sound kind of like Jesus. It's not even that. There's too much thought going into a, a formula like that. Right. Well, that's this why is just, you have to guard your doctrine. It's straight up just repetition over and over and over again. People are sharing this. And so, over time, you don't question it. It's just, it seems like it must be true. Because it must be true because I've heard it a thousand times. It's the and voice they in my head. All these people can't be wrong, right? All, all these all the these empaths can't be wrong. Right. There must be something to it. So when a person says, I feel things deeply and I'm a good person for it, all she's doing is agreeing with that little angel on her shoulder that has been whispering that to her over and over and again, uh, all and we, year. And we mean hell's angel. Right, that little, that little wolf <laughs> That little motorcycle clothing. riding hell's angel on her shoulder that says, you feel things deeply, so you're a good person for it. Oh. So, yeah, well. All right, so that was, uh, we didn't play any sound effects this time. Hit one of the sound effects before we go. <laughs> okay. Uh Thanks for listening, Carl. And uh, feel free to underestimate empaths all you want. Push back. Push back. Go read some of my comments on Dad's Wall and just see how ruthless I've been. It's quackery. Yeah. It's quackery and it's absurdity. It's not of God. And uh, you can underestimate it all you want. Make fun of it. Call it out. That's what we do. Be mean and unloving when it comes to (laughs) New Age garbage. Yeah. You can find John Brannion on MeWe, Gab, and YouTube. Also be part of the show by emailing your questions and comments to nextdoor at johnbrannion.com. We've loved having you at our table, neighbor. See you next time and bring some friends with you. 